welcome back to the Ladies of Light podcast with your host, Samantha Peters and Kat. And we are so excited because we have a, an amazing guest. He is the owner of the Ken Jocelyn team, Grow Stack Drive brand. He's a 10X master coach with Grant Cardone. He is a real estate professional. He's closed over $250 million in real estate, which is insane. It's mind blowing. And you know, the best part is he's just so passionate and committed to helping business professionals build confidence, gain clarity on their vision, and just to create an insane, amazing community. So welcome to our podcast, Ken. What's up girls. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing day. It's so beautiful here in Connecticut. So mm, it's hot down here and it's hot in the South. It's like 94 or 95 with like probably the same humidity. So oh, when you wow. walk outside for 10 minutes, it feels like you took a shower with your clothes on. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. So we have a bunch of questions we want to ask you. We want to kind of like pick your brain yeah. because you are just, you know, amazing. So I want to know what drives you to become a better version of yourself every single day. I feel like every time I talk to you, you're just like on another level every single time. And it's yeah. just so inspiring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say that I would say this two things. Number one, nobody sees the, nobody sees behind the curtain. Like nobody really gets the behind the curtain. Look at what goes on. I shared last year at my create conference. We, we host the number one conference entrepreneur conference in the Southeast, John Maxwell, Ed Milet, Jesse Itzler, mm -hmm. Amber Lago, Jen Gottlieb. I mean, just a ton of amazing friends of mine, Carlos Reyes, Anthony Trucks, Randy Garn. Mm -hmm. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. Yeah. And I, I shared last year, you know, I, I talked about how I just kind of pulled the curtain back. So I had to speak behind John again. That's my second time. My first big stage ever was about eight, 9,000 people in wow. Michigan. And it was behind John. Um, anytime you got to go behind John Maxwell, he sucks the air out of the room. Like <laughs> you better bring your A game. Yeah. We've seen and him so, speak live. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. John's phenomenal. He's been a friend for 20 years. And so this time after John spoke, I really wanted to, at, at, at my career conference, I really wanted to give people the behind the scenes look. And, and I tell people all the time, you see all the stuff, you see the Instagram, you see it's the world we live in, right? Like it's yeah. everybody's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. I said, but what you don't see is the behind the scene things. Right. What you right. don't see is before create, you walk in create and there's John and there's me getting up on stage. Mm -hmm. I've got a band led by one of my kids I've mentored for years. He's one of the top worship pastors in America. He's yeah. got musicians. The lead guitar player was on tour with Reba McIntyre the week before. They're doing Prince, Justin Timberlake, Bob Seger, cover tunes the entire way. I mean, it is like 65-foot LED panel wall, lighting, wow. cameras, rooms full, unbelievable world-class speakers. And I said, you come in and you're like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. But what you <laughs> yeah. didn't see was the last three months of me waking up at 2 a.m. going, dude, do you really have what it takes to pull this off? Can yeah, you, that belief you in really, yourself. Can you huge. really do this? Like really just asking yourself and questioning, like, mm -hmm. dude, can you really do this? Like when we pulled this mastermind off, we started this, it's a 35K a year investment and we're going to, we cap it at 50 and we're almost there already in our mastermind. I'm like, dude, can you, can you pull this off? Because there are going to be moments in you, you talk about next levels. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand is in order to get from one level to another level, You've got to conquer that mindset where you're, whatever level you're at. Mm -hmm. And so I talk a lot about limiting beliefs. And the, the reason limiting beliefs are so important is mm -hmm. 
The definition of a limiting belief is it's something that prohibits you from seeing the potential of your future. Mm -hmm. It robs your ability to be able to dream. It's, it literally steals your ability to be able to look at your life and paint a picture and go, this is what I want it to look like. Because what happens is I have, I have five affirmations. I say every morning, I, we call it mirror work with Dr. Rob. Yes. Dr. Rob's one of my therapists that I see. And you said, yes, that's one of my therapists that I see. <laughs> and I do mirror work every day. And one of my affirmations is I will live a life where my heart, my head, and my relationships are in alignment. I, I, I literally throughout the day, if I get a, some kind of a thought or something that mm. takes me away from where I know God wants me to go, boom, nope. I will live a life. It's written in my journal every day. I will live a life yes. where my heart, head, and relationships are in alignment because my heart's where I dream. My head is where my belief system is located. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, every level, you, every time you level up, you've got to go in there and face and conquer the limiting beliefs at that level. The sure. things that prohibit you from seeing the potential of your future. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, when you get your heart and your head in alignment, it, it, it is the pathway. It is the gate to the next level. And yeah. Then Joe Dispenza talks about that, the brain and heart coherence. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's huge because when you get to the next level, so my affirmation used to just be, I live a life where my heart and head are in, are in alignment. Mm -hmm. Well, when I started realizing every level I go to where my heart and my head are in alignment, because what happens is most people's vision trips over their mindset every single day. Mm -hmm. And it erodes your, it takes away your hope. Like, I can't really see this come to pass. And what happened was when I started to see my mindset get in alignment with my heart, my vision factory, if you will, then the relationship started coming into my life. Like I've got some unbelievable relationships. Mm -hmm. And when you start getting those three things in alignment, it literally, that's when, you know, again, I'm a, I'm a person of faith. That's yeah. really where God kicks in and the supernatural takes place in your right. life. God, how, do you, how do you continue to do this over and over again? Mm -hmm. And so you just wake up and you do those affirmations every single day. I literally just got through doing a podcast. My podcast that drops next Monday is creating your ideal mindset. It started out around the idea of creating your ideal relationship. And then the more I get into the relationship, the more I realize, crap, you can't have ideal relationships until you have an ideal mindset. Right. If you don't understand your self-worth and you're not filled with confidence in who you are, you can't have ideal relationships. And the one way you, the one way you get ideal relationships is to have an ideal mindset. And to have an ideal mindset, you've got to build your confidence. One of the things you do to build your confidence, mm -hmm. I call it blue space on my calendar. I have four color, four calendar colors on my calendar, blue, green, yellow, mm -hmm. red. Blue is my personal development time. It's 5 a.m. to 7.30 every single day. I had a therapy appointment with my counselor here local on Tuesday. It's blue for that, that hour. It's mm -hmm. me. I'm working on me. So when you work on you, whether it be in the gym, I'm down 80 plus pounds yeah. right now over the past two years. When you work on you, you're going to, when you, when you look at wins, those things start stacking, mm -hmm. you gain momentum. What happens is it raises your confidence level in the number one way to do it. My friend, John Maxwell says this, he goes, the secret to your success is found in your daily routine. Yeah, like what is agreed. your, when I'm home, when I'm home here in Birmingham, in my house, my daily routines, ironclad, it does not fluctuate. The only thing that may differ is I usually beat my alarm clock up this morning. I did not, this was out of four days this week. I beat my alarm clock up three times, mm -hmm. like literally 408, 422. I think my alarm clock set for 430. I beat it three days in a row. This, I didn't go to bed late last night. 
because I had my we had our coaching call last night. But yes, it is. Your morning routine is the most important mm-hmm. thing for you as a leader. So, and some people, your rhythm may be different. You may like nighttime versus morning time. But I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of successful people, a lot of uber successful people, mm-hmm. and every one of them crush it when it comes to daily and morning routines. Yes. Yeah. And I love your quote where you say, you know, if you need an alarm clock to get out of bed, yeah. your dreams and goals aren't big enough. And it's so true. Right. <laughs> now, I have a question. Yeah. Yes, you Yeah. So you were speaking about waking up and having that thought that came in your head, you know, can I do this? There's Mm -hmm. so many people that can go down like a rabbit hole when that happens, you know, start kind of thinking down a negative perseverate over it. Yeah. Yeah. So what makes you, you know, turn that off? Is it just like surrender to faith or like, how do you actually get that alignment that, um, you know, heart and brain connection that you yeah. were speaking about. Sometimes I don't do a good job at it. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll go Thanks a couple of hours. Sometimes I'll go a couple hours and then I'll be like, bro, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. yeah. You've got to talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I literally, I'll get up and walk into my master bathroom, my mirror. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you got to cut this shit out. Yeah. There's too yeah. many people. There's too many people. God's put too big of a call on you to make a difference. You can't do this. And I'll go right back to my affirmations. You will live a life. And it's like, I'm, it's such funny. I was on the call with Dr. Rob. He's one of my therapists. He's one of the top uh, NLP doctors. He works with all the A-listers on addiction. Mm-hmm. I don't have an addiction. We just walk in with me rewiring my brain yeah. from high school and, and childhood. Parents got divorced when I was eight, 12 schools in 12 years, six different mm-hmm. high schools back and forth. Uh, just crazy, crazy childhood. And so he, 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 he's given me these, this mirror work and these affirmations. And I told him the other day, I'm like, dude, like if people knew what goes on the side of my head, sometimes they'd be like, dude, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, there's this battle in my head. Yeah. Like, yeah, like you, 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 you want to, because fear just wants you to cuddle up right. and mm-hmm. have a, and, you know, and just get on the couch and cover up the blanket Stay and watch in your a comfort movie. Zone. Oh, are you kidding me? And like, it's, yeah. This is why, like inside of our inside of our GSD community and my GSD Elite Mastermind, we talk about our core five: faith, physical condition, relationships, business, finance. And in that order, you can't get those out of order. If you start working on your finances and your business, and you're not doing anything with your health journey or your faith, mm-hmm. you're screwed. You're absolutely mm-hmm. screwed. And I've got too many people that I know. One young kid, and if I said his name, you'd know who he is. One young kid, two, three million bucks in the early 20s making, I mean, I think he did three point some odd million like his second year in business. I know who you're talking about. And we're, <laughs> and, we're, and we're having a conversation. And I said, dude, you need me to coach you. He goes, oh, no, 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 I don't need coaching. I've got this guy, this guy, this guy. I said, I'm not talking about your business. I'm talking about life. I'm talking yeah. about, I'm talking about character and integrity. I'm talking about how you make decisions. And that individual's walked through an unbelievable season in the last six to eight months where almost everything's been stripped from his life. Because the reality of it is, if you don't, if you don't work on those core five, your faith, and I don't care what faith you are. I'm a Christ follower. I got saved, gave my life to Christ when I was 25 years old, August 22nd, 1993. Aww. If you don't have your faith journey, if you don't have your, if you don't have your personal health journey, which I didn't for years. I mean, I was over 300 pounds before wow. I went. Dude, wow. you've got to do something about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then your relationships, you get your faith in physical condition because th- those are the two that. big, 
they're disciplined. Those things are those things are are tied together because it's discipline. Can I be disciplined to do what God asked me to do? And here's the deal. Let me say this. If you're listening to this today and you're like, you're kind of exploring, like, is Jesus real? Is God real? One of the things I used to say when I pastor all the time was this, that God's love for you is a predicate on your performance. Like there's nothing you do that makes God, you, God love you more or less. Mm -hmm. He loves you because he created you. He loves love you that, because yeah. you're a son or a daughter has nothing to do with what you, what you do. Mm -hmm. I got so much negative feedback from church people mm -hmm. last year when I did a post, it was one of my Instagram little video shorts my team does. Mm -hmm. And I said, God doesn't love me any more than he does the guy who beat up his wife last night. People were like, Oh my God, I can't believe you say that. It's true. Yeah, he doesn't right. love me anymore. Unconditional love. I better believe it is. Mm -hmm. And we can't wrap our minds around that because we don't operate that way. Yeah. And when you understand, when you get the faith and the physical condition, when you start getting those things in alignment, then what happens is your relationships start coming in alignment. Mm -hmm. You start building your self-confidence, understanding your worth. And then when you do that, I literally, this I just recorded a podcast right before I got on with you guys. My coaching with Ken is going to drop next Monday where I talk about this. Like when you begin to build your confidence, you understand your self-worth. What happens is you automatically begin to set boundaries in your life, in mm -hmm. relationships. To I where just got chills. <laughs> yeah. No, that's so true. Oh, when you're in a relationship with somebody and it can be an intimate relationship with a partner or a spouse, or it can be somebody you're super close with, like your circle. Let's say you're mm -hmm. 10 or 12 guys. I've got five guys I'm on a text thread with every single day. Dude, it, we've been blowing it up this morning. Brian Covey, senior vice president at Lone Depot, did yep. 2 billion last year. Gary Brecka, Brent Gove, Randy Garn and my buddy, Master Jeff. I'm five guys that are all net worth in the millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. Guys that are crushing it, guys that love their families, guys that are doing really, really good. We're constantly bouncing things off of each other constantly. I love that you, community. Mm -hmm. dude, when you get in relationships like that, you have to understand, especially the close intimate relationships, whether it be a partner or a spouse. Like if I enter into a relationship with you, Samantha, and you and I are in a, in a, in a, in an intimate relationship, you're my partner. Mm -hmm. And when I enter into that relationship, I, I have to enter that relationship from this, from the standpoint of being a servant leader. Yeah. So I forfeit my right to communicate with you the way I communicate with everybody else. Mm -hmm. I have to learn to communicate with you the way that you receive it. So I have got to go, Hey, you know what? If I'm going to be in a relationship with this individual. I've got to communicate with them the way that they hear me, the way mm -hmm. that they understand me and vice versa. It's mm -hmm. got to be done that way. And there's a lot of people that are in relation. I just had a conversation yesterday with a couple and they're like, well, we're splitting up. We're going our separate ways. Mm -hmm. Tell me what's going on. It's always, always, always finances or communication. Mm -hmm. This one was communication. He it's doesn't so do true. this. He doesn't do that. When you get, when you get the, the, the faith journey, the physical condition, your relationships, those things start coming in alignment. They then, do. The business and the finance. And everything it's, comes it's, with it. It's almost organically. It's almost, yeah. it literally is almost organic. Yeah. And I think going back to your point, it is so important to realize what other people need because what I need is completely different than what yes. you need. And so like knowing yeah. your fight language, knowing your love language is so yeah. imperative. Yeah. When you, my, my main love language is words of affirmation. Yeah. And I was in, and I was in a relationship one time and the person I was in a relationship, I said, how come you don't affirm me? You know that 
my love language is words of affirmation. Oh, well, you get that from everybody else when you step off stage every time. Well, but it means so much more. From, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. mean anything for me when people do that. Do you know how many people I get DM me every day and how many people I get this say nice stuff? That doesn't mean anything. Right. Like when you're in a relationship with somebody, like their words, it, 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 there's a multiplier effect. It's exponential when they yes. speak those things into your life. And when you work on those core five in that order, and I'm telling you, this is why you want to talk about, I'm 53 years old. I'll be 54 in two weeks, uh, August the 7th, by the way. Um, I'm in an extra large shirt right now. All right. I like, <laughs> I like Brightlings. I like Tommy Bahama. Um, Perfect. You, want to talk about, you want to talk about work? I'm reading Gabby Bernstein's book, Happy Day. I love, oh, yes. Phenomenal. Love her. Absol- I'm, I've got two therapists that I see almost every week. I see Dr. Rob via video every week. I see Maxine every other week. I'm doing family therapy with my, I went, just ended a 27 year marriage two years ago, walked through a painful, walked through a painful divorce. Mm -hmm. I'm going with my, my children. We're we're going to family therapy together. Like when, when my 27, there's been probably two things in the last 20 years that have been like, Ken, what are your, what are your, some of your favorite moments in 20 years? One time I used to, when I pastored my church, I would speak twice every Sunday you know, 35, 40 minutes, you're greeting everybody before you're there at 7, 7.30 a.m., working through the, all the worship, what we would call Q to Q. You're walking through the whole set, making sure all the cues and lighting and videos and all that stuff's right. Mm-hmm. I would get done at the end of the day, and one of my two oldest daughters would drive me home because I'm exhausted. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm zapped. They'd drive me home, and I'll never forget, I got in the car one time, and my daughter looked at me. She goes, dad, you know what I love about you? I said, what's that, baby? She goes, you're the same dad at home as you are on the stage on Sunday. Aww, you're the same amazing. man. You're the same guy all the time. You don't change. Probably one of the, probably one of the biggest, like, okay, dude, you're doing okay. And then a couple, yes. two, two or three weeks ago, I'm with my 26 year old who's been married a year and a half. Phenomenal. She's actually working with me as my executive assistant, leading, helping lead this, this mastermind in Sundance. A couple wow. weeks ago, she goes, dad, we see the work you're doing. You, what you're doing is you're giving us hope. Aww, what you're doing yeah. is, is blazing a trail. You're giving us hope. And when you get words like that from the people that are closest to you mm-hmm. and you're doing the work and they acknowledge mm-hmm. that you're doing the work, that's where those core five faith, physical condition, relationships, mm-hmm. the business side and the finance side, it's like, it just happens. Those right, things yes. become organic. I love that. One thing that I um, learned from Ed Milet, he was saying one of the biggest forms of trauma and people don't know it is your parents not living up to their fullest potential. And I think it's just incredible how your daughters can see, you know, how you've developed in the person you become, because it's just, that is huge in raising children. No, so I commend you for that. I appreciate that. I've got four daughters, 26, 23, 19, and 14. Wow. Uh, and one of the things that I've always said in that and I did a video, my team did a video on that about, you know, one of the things that great dads do is there's two things you better do. Number one, you better sell, tell them often, I love you. You're beautiful. You matter. And you better show up for them often. Like, let's go to dinner. Let's go do this. Aww. And then the second, the second thing is, is you, when you make a mistake, you better own it quick. Mm-hmm. They better be able to see their dad go, I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, like, I'm sorry that I did that. I'm sorry that I, I'm sorry that I hurt you. One of the um, one of the things walking through this journey the past couple of years is being open to areas where I've hurt my daughters, 
through decisions that I've made, not, not bad decisions, just where I didn't act trying to appease mm -hmm. their mother instead of going, nope, you know what? I'm your dad. I'm showing up to your birthday party. Like, I know right. it's going to be uncomfortable, but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And walking through that and going, you know what, baby, that's, I am extremely sorry. We had a, we had a thing. And you've got to, as a parent, you got to learn to do that. And a lot of parents, we don't see that mom. I, I never saw that mom. Mm -hmm. I went to 12 schools in 12 years. Parents wow. got divorced when I was eight years old. I'm 53 years old. And this is like self-discovery. It's crazy. I'm like, God, why am I just now discovering some of these things? Mm -hmm. 53 years old, about four months ago, I'm walking through one of my first kind of onboarding sessions with my new therapist with Maxine. She's super cool. I tell everybody she's like a calm down version of Medea. Yeah. Uh, she's like a 55 year old black lady. She's hilarious. Wow. Um, she don't put up with no shit. She's, mm -hmm. it, she is, but she's funny. And yeah. so we're having a conversation. She's like, tell me about yourself. And I said, well, I, I grew up, parents got divorced when I was eight in Michigan, moved to Georgia. Uh, from in second grade, from sixth grade to my senior year of high school, I moved back and forth to my dad's in Michigan, in Pontiac, six different times. I went to 12 schools in 12 years, six different high schools. Mm -hmm. And she's writing down in her, in her book. And she looks up and she goes, why did you want to move so many times? And I said, I didn't have a choice. If yeah. I ever got in trouble at my mom's, my mom would say, go pack your bag. You, I had 24 to 48 hours before I was on a I was on a plane, a bus, or my dad was in the, in the in a car ride coming to pick me up from Michigan. Mm -hmm. And Maxine wrote some notes down and she looked back up at me and she went, well, how do you think that's affected your relationship with the women who are supposed to love and protect you your whole life? I was like, oh. It's so oh. true. Yeah, that abandonment, that feeling of, you know. Like it was mm -hmm. just like, and so then it was like, you know, you're, as, as, you, as you grow and get older and you talked about becoming the best version of yourself, you know, it's like you've got this jigsaw puzzle and there are these missing pieces. Yes. And it's like, oh, you just filled in like a whole section for me. Oh, oh yeah. okay. I get that. Now I know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now I know how to combat that. Now I know how to work on my heart, my trigger from those. Mm -hmm. Hey, go pack your bag. You're going to your dad's. Isn't it so fascinating how so many things happen in your childhood and we carry them into our adulthood without knowing in our subconscious mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm learning things at 32 that, you know, have impacted me my entire life. And I've like formed these trauma responses, not yeah. even knowing. So like when you really start mm -hmm. to unpack that, it's like, it's kind of mind blowing. <laughs> it's, um, you know, doing, doing the inner work for me, isn't any different than doing the outer work on my, mm -hmm. on my physical journey and dropping 83, yes. 84 pounds. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's hard work. It's it is sweat, really hard. It's tears. Mm -hmm. It's getting up. It's doing it when you don't want to. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, th there are, you're going to have triggers that you hit and you, you know, you, I, I had a, I had a session in the last couple months where I got up and just walked out. I'm like, I, I can't, I can't do this today. Like I literally can't process that. I, and, you know, Maxine, she's all, she texts me, Hey, don't worry about it. It's, it's part of the journey. You're good. It's okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'll see you in, I'll see you in two weeks, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's a process. And I think it through is. the process of, of figuring out what life is all about mm -hmm. is you've got to learn to be able to look at yourself through the lens of grace and mercy. Mm -hmm. And if you can't give the way, let me say this, the way you give yourself grace and the way you forgive yourself is often the same filter you use for everybody else in your life. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And so if you can't give yourself grace and forgiveness, forgiveness, you can't offer the same to other people because you don't even understand really what that's all about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen that in my journey recently where I just connected, reconnected with my father. I didn't have a relationship Mm -hmm. with him for for 12 years. And I finally was like, you know what, this weight is on my shoulders and I just need to forgive him because, you know, he wasn't given much longer to live. So I, um, started formulating, you know, a relationship, but I've definitely had to set boundaries, but you're, you're so right in the fact that like, if I can't forgive myself for everything that I went through and all like the limiting beliefs I put in my mind then how can I forgive him? And so it's really kind of like made me release all of that resistance and kind of surrender and, um, learn how to love. Yeah. yeah. And it's, there's, it wasn't easy. No. And there's this no, one no. quote I really enjoy. It's, uh, my perception or your perception of me is a reflection of you. My mm-hmm. reaction to you is an awareness of me. And mm-hmm. I just like mm-hmm. believe that through and through. I love isn't that. that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. When you look at when you look at that, and that's one of the things that Gabby talks about in the Happy Days book. It's one of the things, obviously, in therapy that that I've been walking through is, and one of the things I've been doing too for the last two and a half years is journaling almost every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't hit it every day, but I'm close to every day, even if it's just you know a, two sentences. It's like something. Here's, here's, yeah, yeah. Here's what today did. You know, um, it's important. Oh, and, and in that you're able to look back and you can see the progress and the growth. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. see the work. And then when you have moments like I've had with my daughters where they're like, dad, I see it's funny. We were at, uh, I had my 13 year old weekend before last and we went to church and went to Cracker Barrel when we got done. She loves to go to Cracker Barrel and eat breakfast. So I Cracker love Barrel, Cracker Barrel. Like, oh, I do too. It was, it's like one o'clock and we're going, we're going to eat lunch and, and, um, something happened with the order. We didn't get what we we're supposed to. And I said, the server came back. I could tell she was a little nervous and new. And uh, I said, hey, no problem. Don't worry about it. It's good. She walks off. My 13-year-old goes, Dad, I'm really proud of you. I said, Uh wow. She goes, you're (laughs) just so calm. Like, you're just really calm. Like, you're just, you're different. And I'm like, okay, baby, thanks. I appreciate that. (laughs) Like, like dad's dad's been doing work. Um, But it definitely shows when you do the work, for sure. It really does. It's no no different than being in the gym and you go from a double X shirt to an extra large shirt. It's no different than when you, and I know Sam's probably seen this picture. It's no different than when you have a before and after picture and people see something like this right here for the first time. I know that's wow. incredible. People that's are amazing. like, people are like, what? I remember when I, yeah. when I first got connected with you, I feel like you were just starting your health journey and you've came yeah. so far. That's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, it's the, it's the concept I created in the last couple of years called incremental, not monumental, mm-hmm. small daily discipline decisions over yes. time, always equal monumental results. Success can't escape you when you do the right things every day. The question is, and I said this on my call last night, I'm going to, when I open up my mastermind next week, I'm going to, this is the talk I'm going to give is how many of you guys in the room think you're in whatever field you're in, think you're the absolute best in the world. How many of you think you're the best looking in the, in the world, the, the most talented in the world, the most, whatever, listen, none of you, I like, I'm not this, I'm not the most talented guy. I'm not the best looking guy. I'm not the, I'm not the most gifted guy. I'm not, I don't have, I'm good. I'm above mm-hmm. average, but I'm gonna tell you one thing you won't do is you won't, you won't be more consistent than I am. Mm-hmm. I refuse. I absolutely refuse. Just like that Kobe Bryant video mm-hmm. where he says, I sign a contract with myself every summer. And then I don't, I don't break promises. There's no negotiation. This is the contract. This is what I said I was going to do. This is what I'm going to do. There's Mm -hmm. no negotiating too many times. We negotiate with ourselves and what it costs us is 
the dreams and the vision that God's put yeah. us mm-hmm. put in our hearts. Yeah, and our happiness. Yeah, consistency compounds for sure. Mm. Agreed. So I want to go back to your childhood because I know a lot of, you know, very affluent people. And I find that so many of them come from a really, really difficult childhood. And I know you were saying you moved 12 times and all of that. So how do you think, you know, growing up like that, how do you think that transformed you and maybe kind of like pushed you into who you are today? Because I feel like a lot of people who come from lack or not Mm -hmm. feeling or or abandonment or not feeling loved really just like push themselves to a point where it's just incredible the life that they create from themselves. We love a good underdog story. Yeah. Yeah. I I think there's, I think there's a couple of things. This is going to have two parts. This is going to have two parts to it. Um, the first part is going to be when I got out of ministry full time. I went to work for my best friend in the mortgage business. Uh, I was with him for two and a half years. I was his number one LO, 140, 150 grand every year. I never made six figures. Yeah. I've been in ministry. I was making 50 grand a year doing you mm-hmm. know youth ministry. Um, started making really good money. Then I got my broker's license. And then I started making really good money. Mm-hmm. But what happened was then I didn't have the right people around me. And the things that I had for me identify were my my self-worth identifiers, if you will. Mm-hmm. My house, my watches, my cars, the places that I went, the things that I did, the people that I knew. It was more about like that was my identity. And mm-hmm. then when the housing market crashed in 2008 and everybody lost everything that they had, mm-hmm. and I, I think I lost 2.8 million is what it was. Wow. I had 14 houses. Rental, I had 13, 13 houses, 13 rental properties in my house um, in, in Sterling on Lake. And when I lost everything, it was, it was, it was crushing to me. And but then now on the journey back, what happens now is now when you're, and we'll be a multiple seven-figure business this year in, inside of GSD. Now you you look at it and you're like, like I I bought a Range Rover but it just doesn't mean what it did. I've got a couple of nice watches. If I don't have them, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it just doesn't, the, the material things don't matter the way that they used to, because I think when you come out of poverty, lack, you don't, you've never, you didn't have things when you were mm-hmm. young. I remember buying my first pair of Nikes for myself with my job. I think it was in eighth, seventh, eighth grade. I cut grass. We lived in a duplex. I cut grass for all the people for like 10 bucks, eight bucks, whatever it was. It wasn't much. This would have been in like 1984 before you guys were even born. Yeah, before you were born. (laughs) (laughs) 1984. And I would cut grass. I remember paying like $65, $70 for my first pair of Nikes. Like my mom could never afford that. Mm -hmm. But I just remember like, oh my gosh, I'm somebody now. I got a pair of Nikes. (laughs) Yeah, you worked hard for that. Yeah, but now, but now you understand that if you come from a difficult situation, divorce, you know, no father at home, no mom at home, maybe no mom or no dad at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and you grew up and you, finances weren't there and you do, you do struggle with lack and you do struggle with sca- a scarcity mindset. Mm-hmm. Really the reality of this is when you start making money, it's not about the things that you can buy for yourself. Those things don't, those things don't equate to your worth. Mm-hmm. Your self-worth is not your net worth. It's just, or your net worth is not your self-worth. Mm-hmm. It's just not. And I think when you understand that I was fortunate to be able to walk through what I walked through in 07, 08, and the people say fortunate because I wouldn't be the man that I am today had I not walked through that season in my life. Mm 
as difficult as it was, I wouldn't have been able to discover who the real Ken Jocelyn is. And now coming into this, and we're just on the upswing. I mean, we're just on the upswing. I got a, I've got a check right here that I wrote out myself for a million bucks. A you love it. Yourself. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, in my, in my guys I hang out with right now, uh, with Jeff, I was in Calabasas with him last three weeks, four weeks ago, spending five, six days with him back in like eight March, April. Uh, we spent some time together and he goes, what do you, what's your goal this year? I said, I want to make a million dollars this year myself. I want to make a million bucks. Mm -hmm. And he leaned across the table and he goes a month or a week. I said, no, 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 Jeff. No, I'm not talking about the business. I want to make a million dollars. I want to cast a million dollar check in a year for me. Mm -hmm. And he said, he leaned across the table again. He goes a month or a week. Yeah. Like, ah. <laughs> because he was like, he was pushing, he was mm -hmm. pushing my limitations in my mindset. Yes. And, and, and it's okay. I mean, you can buy whatever you want. You can buy a bigger jet, you can buy a bigger house, you can buy another house, you can buy another car, you can buy another watch. You can do all of those things. But the reality of it is when you go to bed at night, that's not going to bring you fulfillment. Mm -mm. Commas and zeros in your checking account don't bring you fulfillment. Mm -mm. What brings you fulfillment is the impact you have on other people around you. Yes, for sure. One of the most important conversations of my entire life happened when I came off stage after John Maxwell. My mentor who spoke right behind me said, hey, can I take you to lunch tomorrow? I said, great, would love to. We went to lunch the next day and we sat down and she asked me this question. She goes, Ken, do you want to be significant or do you want to be successful? Because they're two, they're two vastly different things. Mm -hmm. And I was smart enough to know significant was the right answer, yeah. but I didn't understand why. Mm -hmm. And I've been really taking this journey in leadership, understanding that significant leaders build others around them so that they can become the best version of themselves mm -hmm. and win at levels they've never won at where mm -hmm. people who chase success use people around them yes, and right. always leave a trail of damage behind them mm -hmm. along the way right so which so, so which one do you want to do yeah i mean if you think about it when you get to the end of your life like nobody's going to remember all the cars mm -hmm. you had the houses you had they're going to remember how you right. feel right. and the impact exactly I love that. Yeah, I've heard I've heard a few pastor friends of mine say, "You never see a hearse pulling a U-Haul." <laughs> like you just cool. not. You ain't taking it with you. You're not taking it with that. you. All right. So I have another question, and so I feel like your morning routine has a lot to do with this. And I know you talked a little bit about it, but what would you say is your perfect recipe to have a successful day? Like what sets you up in the morning to have that successful day and just to crush everything that you have planned? Yeah, that's easy. Two things. Uh, prep preparation, number one, mm -hmm. before I go to bed at night, um, there's so many things that are done for my next day. One of the things is- Yeah, we did this in, in our podcast. In, so inside true. my planner, my yeah. schedule for the next day is done. I know what I'm doing. My pre-workout for my gym is already mixed up in my refrigerator. My workout clothes are sitting in a chair in the corner of my master bedroom. I've got a little seating area. They're sitting there with my tennis shoes. I'm ready to go yeah, as soon as I get up. So I would say preparation. Number two, I would say is my time with God. It's me. It's me. And it's my time to get grounded and go, okay, God, this mm -hmm. is the dream you put in me. This is what you call me to do. Um, my excuse me, my gratitude affirmations, my mirror work where I'm talking mm -hmm. to myself in the mirror. I'm like, literally Ken Dawson, I love you. I, 10 times Dr. Rob's got me saying that in the morning. And by the time I get to about seven, eight or nine, I'm so jacked. I'm like, let's go. Um, I love it. My, you give yourself a high five. Then, 
in the mirror. Sometimes I fist bump myself in the mirror. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. but I'm too OCD. Like I like my stuff clean. Like if you walked in my closet right now, you'd be like, oh, there's something wrong with this guy. Cause I like that <laughs> his face. All my tennis shoes are in boxes. I'm a little OCD when it comes to that. But I would say that. And then my workout, I would say preparation, my time with God, my time with God, my time with me, which would be my workout. And then my, my goals, gratitude, affirmations, top three. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yep. Filling your, your cup up first. I love that. Every, every single time. If you don't, you're not going to be able to give to other people right, for what sure. God desires. You You need to give people what's coming out of your overflow. Mm-hmm. Like you don't give people the, the first, you give them what's coming out of the overflow. No, then you drain yourself and you have nothing left to give. And then exactly- you end up worse off. Yeah. 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 yeah, of course. All right. And so kind of to wrap this up, I just wanted to um, see if you can give, you know, any advice to our listeners, you know, if they wanted to start a business or a project and they're just afraid or they're, you know, looking to switch careers, what advice would you have for them? Get in, get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote that quote down in my 10 X planner for about a year and a half until I created my own planner. And then I literally, it's printed in the bottom of every page. Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. Mm-hmm. Um, the key, the key to anybody doing anything extraordinary, there's two things. Number one, a lot of people, I don't believe people are inherently lazy. I believe people have never seen it done before. Mm-hmm. So you've got to get in proximity. Like you've got to get in proximity with people that are doing it. Like I said, no, when possible. I told you. Dude, when I, when I told Jeff a million bucks, he went a month or a week. Like I'm thinking a million dollars for the year. And he's like, no, 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 no. And yeah, I, you know what I told him? I said, okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Just let me do the million a, a, a year. And then I'll catch up with the million a month or the million a week. Just let me get there first. And then I'll catch up with you. But yeah. I would say it's, it's proximity. You got to get around people who are doing it. So you go, that's possible. Mm-hmm. And some people, and you've got to be the type of person when you get around people who are doing more than you, it doesn't make you feel less than. Right. Yeah, and it, it inspires is, you. It, yes, it inspires you and opens up possibility. Well, dude, if he can do it, I can do it. Right. You know, if she can do it, I can do it. <clears throat> you got to be that person. And then it's mindset. You just it's it's a constant mind. It's a constant mindset battle. Listen, like the, I gotta build. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, you yeah. can, and and it continues. Oh my every gosh, level, every level you go, every yeah. level you go, there's always more to go. <laughs> yeah, like like you can deal with scarcity at one level, and you're like, okay, I got it conquered. You get to the next level, scarcity goes. Ooh, forgot yeah. about me. Yeah, I know. Forgot about me. Yes, so true. Well. Thank you so much for having, oh, you, you know, coming and joining us. Yeah, it was really amazing. Such an, such incredible insight from you. And um, I always feel like you fill my cup up too when I speak yeah, to you. I could feel the energy come off you. I know. I feel like <laughs> you're a generator. <laughs> Do you know I, tell, I, I tell people, I tell people all the time, there are two types of people. There are thermometers and thermostats. Mm, yes. I love this one. <laughs> Thermometers just gauge the temperature of the room. Thermostats have the ability to be able to change any climate or any temperature in any room they walk into. For sure. And and really the way you do that, there's two things you do. Number one, be a person that wants something for people and not from people. Mm -hmm. And then be interested, not interesting. Yes, I love those too. Learn about what other people are doing. What do they have got going on in their life? How can you help them? How can you add value to them? Not about, hey, I'm Ken Johnson. I'm doing boom, 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 boom. 
Like that, that stuff's going to come out later on. And when, and when that stuff does come out, they're like, dude, you didn't tell me you did this. You didn't tell me you had this. Mm -hmm. You didn't tell me you do this. Oh, well, I was just, I just wanted to, I wanted to help to know you. you. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I huge. love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure to have you. Thank oh, you you're more than welcome. All our listeners out there. Um, thank you for joining us again. And uh, we're sending you.